David, are you here? Can you hear me? It began at a party. <laughs> it was only a game. David, will you return to the living one day? Bullshit. Careful, Jim, you're upsetting David. David, are you all right? Yeah, he's all right. He's just a little dead, that's all. Shut up, Jim! What's he gonna do, haunt me? Hello, Linda, this is Brandon. I just realized I left my Ouija there the other night. I'm having some friends over Sunday and they want to use it. Besides, I want to contact David and see if he's calmed down yet. David, are you here? Are you still angry at Jim? David, where are you? Man, don't tell me you bought that crap with Brandon and Edward. Oh, please. Boy, oh, David, you should know how to hold a grudge, don't you? I want to bring a medium by your apartment as soon as possible to exercise the spirit. Okay, let's stop this ghosts. David, where are you? You! Did you cause that accident at the site? David, don't lie to me. When someone uses a Ouija alone, like Linda, She's very susceptible to the spirits she contacts. And the wrong spirit will take advantage of this. Pretty soon, all she wants to do is use the board. And once that's done, he's able to possess her. Linda has made contact. Linda, unlock the door. David is here. And he's playing for real. It isn't a game anymore. Witchboard. Don't play it alone. And welcome to Definitely First Blood. My name is Mitch. And I'm Christopher, and we are a horror movie podcast. And what do we do, bud? Uh, we discuss and talk about horror movies from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, and sometimes today. And sometimes today. That's what we do. <laughs> We're back. We had a week off. We're back. Mitch yes. started his new job, which I is did. going well, I believe. In the mines, yep. yep. Every day I leave, I have my vacuum flask of coffee and <laughs> my uh, metal lunch pail that I fill up. And I, I go down there. I don't know what they do in the mines, and then I come out. That's great. Excellent. Yeah. I, I assume that's what they do. Well, mm-hmm. we know what they do in the mines from my bloody Valentine. Oh, yeah, they kill each other and stuff yeah. and canoodle with women. They should have taken that a step further and been like, my bloody Valentine. Wow. My, <laughs> how have we not thought of that before? Because <laughs> it's too good, I guess. Slap I that on know. a T-shirt. <laughs> Hashtag my bloody Valentine. Yes. It sounds great. It really rolls off the I'm feel- tongue. <laughs> I'm feeling so rusty about this podcasting stuff. I don't even remember how to talk. Basically, a week off and I'm already useless. How about that? Um, Amazing. Yeah, 
Movie-wise, Ma and Godzilla come out this weekend, and we yeah. had discussed perhaps doing a, a double feature of that this weekend. I hope they're good. Or maybe next week. I like the idea. I mean, I, I have the sense that Ma is going to be a little bit uh, not totally up to our taste. Oh, definitely not. Um, but I really like the idea behind it, and I have thoughts about where it might go, and I hope that it does go in those Me directions. Me too. I'm hoping that there's more to it than is what is presented to us in the trailer, because the trailers seem to show us a lot, but... Yes. That's pretty high hopes, because most trailers now show she, you absolutely everything. Every goddamn thing. Yeah. Well, that's why we haven't watched the new trailer for Midsummer. True, yet. I yeah. have not. There's another one too that looks good that I haven't watched a trailer for. But mm. no, and like realistically, Godzilla probably won't be great. But what? I know you enjoy a good exploding destruction movie. I so. do love a good destruction movie, and there's a whole bunch of mudos, as they refer to them, in the first movie in this one. So they aren't gonna destroy each other, fight each other. I really hope that um, they decide to do it in another big populated city like they did last time for no reason. I honestly haven't even watched the trailer for it. I know Vera Farmiga is in it and uh, Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things Whoa. 11 Amazing. is her daughter. It's the daughter of Vera Farmiga. Yes. Wow. Like something birthed out of a focus group. They grow up so fast. <laughs> so fast. But yeah, other than that, I don't think I really have anything to talk about. Me neither. It's great. This is how we always end it, this portion. It's great. Yeah. We don't have anything else <laughs> yeah. to talk about. Well, I guess I don't have anything else to talk about, so I guess we can just jump right in. To Witchboard. 1986. This is a Paragon Arts International and Arthur Tenney film. Written and directed by Kevin S. Tenney of Night of the Demons and oh. Witch Trap. Interesting. And Witchboard 2. Witchboard 2? Witchboard 2. And uh, kind of co-wrote Witchboard 3, I guess. I have not seen Witchboard 3. Yes. As you, viewers at home, listeners, viewers, tasters at home, you can tell that I do no research before. <laughs> this is all Christopher's <laughs> research stuff. So, th two other movies. I wonder what they're about. Anyways, yes. So stars Tawny Catan as Linda, and she's most famous for being in the Here I Go Again Whitesnake video, Dancing on Cars. She's also in Xena. She looks amazing in this movie. She does. Truly great. Like Radiant. All of her outfits are on point. Her outfits are definitely looks. Yeah. They're choices. Yeah. Uh, Todd Allen as Jim, and he was in lots of TV, just like one or two episode stints. Mm -hmm. He's in Django Unchained uh steven nichols is brandon and he was in pretty much every major soap opera he was on days of our lives from 1985 to 2018 general hospital from 1997 to 2003 young and the restless from 2010 to 2013 and then he was on like the short-lived uh 90s and maybe late 80s one that a lot of people who've been in a lot of these movies have in their credits that we talk about okay and that's uh santa barbara and Malibu, eh, Malibu Road. Also nice. stars Kathleen Wilhoyt as Zarabeth, and we've talked about her before because she's in Fire in the Sky. Oh, is she? She plays his wife. Whoa. She does play his wife in Fire in the Sky. Sorry, we, if you hear what sounds like a DJ in the background, it's a dog. Yeah. Just uh, on the ones and, and twos. Yep. Um, Something I noticed about this movie, and really all movies of this era, yes, uh, like most of the dudes in it are like 
just like they look like they're 40 but they have the bodies of like 20 year olds <laughs> you know what i mean kind even of, though even get... though they're all probably just 30 they're much different than like like you didn't have to be like a, a hemsworth to be in movies no. and like to be a male lead and people weren't they're very tiny people is what i'm trying <laughs> to say they wear tiny shirts that ride up on their arms and stuff like that just something i noticed he does wear a lot of tight shirts i'm not complaining though no he wasn't terrible looking anyways just, they're just like every guys i guess yeah you know every guy's your med school dropout who works in construction and <laughs> well, i mean uh, appearance wise the just son of like a wine dynasty owner yeah 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 anywho <laughs> so we begin amazing opening credit font it's it's got some weird kerning super tight but... and very anxiety provoking and then the title card also awesome in this like old spooky font must be a custom font Ooh. as most were at that time i suppose we open on a big old house it's misty it's night streamlight a lot of cars outside yeah it's a party it's the same house as waxwork they shot waxwork in <laughs> um anyway this party <laughs> is popping Everyone's wearing suits and ties. They're yuppie 80s best. Yeah, basically. I It looks uncomfortable to me, but who am I to say? <laughs> we meet Brandon mm -hmm. and Linda on a couch discussing atheism with some dude. And Is how... God real? Yeah. Intelligent design? <laughs> Bluey blobby blue? You know, those stimulating party conversations that you have. Linda's doing this whole Victorian meets the 80s thing with mm -hmm. a cameo brooch and this enormous upswept road to Avonlea hair. And it is a look. I, it's truly bad. Can we mention what she's wearing? I just did. I mean like the... the oh, her crazy dress? Yeah. That also just looks like... It looks like a, a I don't want to say curtain, like a tablecloth that... Two tablecloths that she has stapled at key points and then draped upon her body. It's like a costume of a background extra in a western in a brothel. It's got or a something. Peter Pan color that I am not exaggerating is a foot wide. <laughs> I've never seen such a thing and I love it. It's great. And then it pans over and we get our first intro to Jim, Linda's boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty obvious right from the start that he and Brandon do not get along at all. Yes. They're having a pissing contest. They're at odds with each other. There's no way that intelligent life could have formed so quickly without some kind of divine intervention. Oh, come on, Roger. Now, you can't honestly count someone like Jim here as intelligent life, can you? That's good. I'm impressed, Brandon. I mean, that's almost witty. Almost. I'm gonna get another drink. Like father, like son, huh? Brandon's making pointed comments about uh, Jim's drinking. Yeah, Jim excuses himself to go get another drink, and Brandon's like, like father, like son, eh, Jim? Ooh. And this at least sort of pisses Linda off. She takes uh, her hands off his shoulder, but otherwise she seems largely unbothered by most of this, like, jabbing. Yeah, it took me uh, a while to realize that she and Jim were dating <laughs> because of that. Because she's, like, all up on Brandon. She's got her hand, like, posed there nicely. But we worked this out through the course of the movie, so it's fine. In the kitchen, Jim goes to see his ne'er-do-well friends, mm -hmm. the, like, 
uh, blue collar guys. Not, Lloyd and Mike. Not some of these yuppies. Yeah, they're drinking fucking Jack Daniels straight from the bottle. They dress cooler. They wear sunglasses at night. They smoke in the kitchen. Whoa. Yeah, they're having a kitchen party. <laughs> they're trying to do, or Mike is trying to do this uh, bottle trick thing that Jim does, I guess. I and then have no idea he, what the trick was supposed to he be. He can't figure it out. I think it's just you like hit the top of it and the cap spins off or something. Interesting. In like one motion. I didn't pay too much attention so to it. So close up magic. Is and this character never appears again. But no. he can't get it. And then Jim walks in, takes the bottle from him, mm-hmm. and just like does it. I'm going to down this whole thing. King of the cool guys. And we cut from this kitchen to uh, Jim finishing the bottle and putting it on the like the counter. And he's going back to the party. Mm-hmm. He calls Brandon Linda's law school chum. When talking about him to Law her friends. school. Yes. And okay. And I feel like in this movie, they never fully elaborate on how Linda is in law school. She's a woman in law school in the mid 80s. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't pay any sort of role. It barely and like plays... It doesn't have any impact on her character. Like I didn't well, get... Like any importance out of that definitely she's she mentioned studying zero times or anything like that she has no books in the apartment i guess brandon does mention that like she hasn't been to school all week which would seem like those would be stakes that they would present to you in trying to show that she's obsessed with the switchboard to me right but they didn't they don't they didn't and they don't and it's frustrating (laughs) and also brandon is also allegedly in law school but we don't really see any of that either other than, like, she's supposed to bring him the, the board. Yeah. It's like law school serves as a device. It would make more sense if, like, they were like, I'm a working professional. <laughs> I don't know. What the hell ever. Um, Linda comes in to the kitchen, mm-hmm. and she, like, interrupts this convo that Jim's having with his boys. Mm-hmm. And the two of them make nice. She tells Jim that she loves him, and he just says, I know. And then he slams him Jack. Rude. And then it cuts to slightly later... The conversation is like exactly the same as it was when we first opened. So this is the longest conversation of all time. It's turned to ghosts, spooks, and spirits. However, Brandon believes in spirits. But he's an atheist? Who? Claims he would be in contact with some, so he gets out the old Ouija board. Which he must bring with him everywhere he goes. (laughs) Like, really, this is all his fault. This fateful moment rests on the fact that he decided to bring a Ouija board. Well... Just like how Jim's party trick is the cap off the bottle thing, uh-huh. Brandon's party trick is mediumship or something. <laughs> what a great party trick. Oh, this is before God. everyone could just stare at their fucking the phones. The 80s seem exhausting. The other thing I noticed about this party, they are chain smoking. There is so much smoke in the air. Man. That's why there's all that night mist. I... I remember my childhood when, like, the Tim Hortons had, like, a special glass box for smokers. But I can't imagine what it was like 10 years before that when you were just in a restaurant and someone was ashing in your water or whatever. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, boy. Um, Times change. So Brandon gets in contact with David at Mm -hmm. this point or tries to. Yes. Well, he says... Uh, I have clear energies. I haven't been smoking or drinking because, you know, a cigarette's really mm-hmm. going to fuck that up. Ghosts, they never smoked or drank or anything. And he has to do it. It's best if you do it with a 
a man and a lady and you're touching the board with your lap and you're touching with your hands and you're basically having sex with each other through the board and stuff is what Brandon (laughs) wants I think Jim and Brandon continue their cock measuring contests Mm -hmm. by doing this back and forth biting that they're doing and truly I'm not sure why Brandon is even sticking around because everyone seems to hate him at this party and yes to be honest he's being a tremendous wang He's being such an asshole to Jim. And Jim, like the stuff that Jim comes back at him with is like the softest, <laughs> right? Like it's like funny and it's like funny in a way that's like disarming, but not like I'm attacking your your parents were alcoholics. You know what I mean? Like exactly. he is. It's just wild. Really wild. So uh, Linda tries to cut the tension with yeah. a uh, Victorian hat pin or something. Yes. And she just wants to Get down a brass tacks. Do the flipping game. At first, though, she's like, oh, I don't want to do it. And then after like a minute, she's like, hey, I really want to do this. Like, she actually says that. And I'm like, oh, uh, all right. Sure. I mean, whatever. Brandon lays down some backstory about Ouija boards, mm-hmm. that every board has its own spirit. And he doesn't really know why David is attached to his board, but... It was made the same day that David died. Yes. Jim calls out a lot of his shit Mm -hmm. about how he said the spirits lie and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So they start using the Ouija board and Linda asks how old David was. The board Mm -hmm. immediately goes to eight. So Brandon cuts it off right away because David was 10 and they have a secret code, Mm -hmm. which begs the question, how would Brandon be able to know the spirit wasn't lying each time? Which I guess he kind of addresses at the very end, but... How how if you're in establishing right away that they mm-hmm. they lie? I guess maybe he's like <laughs> the spirit wouldn't know how old David quote unquote exactly, told me he but was. How do you know if David is even David in the first place? Exactly. And how are you able to create this symbol with him when he could be lying at any point? Right. Like, how are you able to get in repeated contact with the same spirit? No, you're repeatedly getting in contact with the same spirit. I guess other than like leading it with a question every time and being like, next time answer this question or something. I guess. But here's the thing. Because as we later discover, there's other spirits, correct? Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. What, like if you're like, oh, no, David's 10 and you say that out loud, w- could the spirit not hear that and be like, oh, okay, <laughs> Mr. Ten- I'm 10 years old this time then. Brandon, you got a lot of explaining to do, he is what I'm certainly saying. does. And I don't know why they're introducing so much doubt in my life. I am life. very angry about it. <laughs> the plan check gets going again, and it makes a figure eight, mm-hmm. which is their symbol. So Brandon knows it's David this time. David, do you know me? <laughs> David, will you return to the living one day? Reincarnation? That's what they all say. David, will you be able to choose your parents when you return? Yes. Bullshit. You know, the usual questions. Uh, will you return to the living someday? Do you get to choose your parents next time? Of course. You know, these are just, <laughs> just you know, known things. Jim starts shit talking, understandably. Mm-hmm. But and... like, sort of. Like he's like, you know, oh, I don't spend my time talking to cardboard. Like stuff like that. You can't believe you were stupid enough to pick your parents? 
Hey, I don't talk to cardboard. <laughs> Careful, Jim. You're upsetting David. What's he gonna do? Haunt me? David, are you all right? Yeah, he's all right. He's just a little dead, that's all. Shut up, Jim! David, are you all right? It's really racing. Yeah, maybe he's late. The last flight back to limbo. And David gets really disproportionately upset. Board starts going crazy. Mm -hmm. And then they take their hands off the board and it flies away. And there's a noise from outside. And we get one of my favorite lines in the whole movie mm -hmm. from Mr. Lloyd. He says, Oh, man, multiple sadness. Who owns the Red Cobra? I do. Why? Your tire's history, bud. Multiple sadness. <laughs> he is the best character. <laughs> Him and the psychic, they should have dated. Because Brandon's tires exploded. They're the... Oh, my God. What is the best? And his shirt, I don't remember what it said. I want one though. It was something like rugby tubbers or rug, tuggers. Tug, rug rum tum tuggers is what it said about something like that. Anyway. <laughs> oh my gosh. And he wears this like Vietnam jacket. And so, anyways. Uh, so he's sort of like a, a Bruce Springsteen. Basically. He's got the long hair. That's what they tried to style him as, like a Bruce Springsteen sort uh, of thing. And one of Brandon's tires has been popped and the Ouija board flies off his lap <laughs> and into the air. And it's like, oh no, what? oh, you made him mad. And then he popped my tires and this is all your fault, Jim. And he blames me because I was in control of the board and there's a whole bunch of eldritch rules that I need to impress upon you before I leave with this flat tire. All somehow being presented as Jim's fault when in fact, like Linda is needlessly blaming him for this mm -hmm. she blames him for ruining the entire party while they get ready for bed she's furious with him all he wants to do is get busy which again but i don't like both of them in this scene because she's like you know i'm really i'm mad at you and it's not really fair that i'm so mad at you and then he's like i don't even care about your feelings <laughs> Come over here and sit beside me so well, that we can have sex. He told her this would happen, and he promised not to start anything, and now look where they are. You know what? Those are the reassuring words that I'm sure she wanted to hear. Well, to she, do she does. She relents. She apologizes. Well, she doesn't apologize, but no she sort sense. of realizes that she's wrong, and then he apologizes, so now they can get all vertical oh, and you. smooch. <laughs> In their giant, like, huge heavy wooden bed pans out and does a zoom in on the board still in their living room scary uh-oh the next day mm. at jim's construction job he and his cool pal lloyd's are uh working away tirelessly mm. hey lloyd have you seen my hammer that also happens to have an axe on the other side of it so of course his friend remedies this by throwing his own at him into the wall which they did they filmed it in reverse that makes sense. So it's like a wire pulling it. Because it's right <laughs> beside his face. Exactly. And he's like, you could have killed me, man. Well, then I'd be talking to you on the fucking the wooja board. These two goofs should just kiss already. I know. It's so cute. They go out for lunch, and there's an ominous shot of Jim's hammer on some sheetrock above where they're sitting. So you know that can't be a good sign. Uh-oh. Uh, Linda gets a message from her doctor about her test results being ready, which she 
doesn't care enough about to call back. In well, fact, she just asks the spirits. Let me tell you why, bud. Because there's a shot of the clock before, and they say, just call us back before 1230. And it's like, one. Mm. Oh, no. There's a lot of stuff like that in this movie that you just that. are yeah. expected to catch, I guess. But, like, uh, the other thing I want to ask, hey, American healthcare system, uh, you pay through the ass for it. You should be able to get your test results any damn time you call, and they're open for a visit. <laughs> oh, no, we shut down it. At noon 30, we all go to bed, and we wake up the next I day. I think she might have said three. Maybe. I don't know. Doesn't really Probably. matter. Three Num- is still super early. What's a number? Plus, we know nothing about the American healthcare system. Nothing. We're just a bunch of Canadian jabronis. Nor do I care to. <laughs> There she also go. gets a message from Brandon mm-hmm. asking her to bring the board to class on Friday because he has another party on Sunday He's that so they want to play with it. And uh, he also wanted to check in on David and see if he's doing okay after his stressful event. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, this prompts uh, her to be like, oh, the Ouija board that I've known was here the whole time but somehow must have forgotten. <laughs> uh, let me just fuck around with it for a bit. Fucking spirit starts doing the figure eight, just mm-hmm. like Brandon said he would. David, are you here? David, is that you? David, do you remember me? David, is it true that you can really choose your next parents? you know why I'm asking? And then she's like, would you want to come back as my kid? Is what it's implied exactly. that she's going to ask? Which is a very crazy thing to do. You've known this 10-year-old for all of what? 30 seconds, if. And you're inviting him in? It's wild. A little I guess bit much. That's why she's so easily entrapped. I guess. Progressive entrapped. I guess. So, uh... Uh, so she's like, yeah, uh, why don't you want to? And the spirit's like, because I hate motherfucking Jim. Jim. He's the worst. And then it's like, oh, back at the yeah, yeah construction it, site. The, the spirit stopped answering. So What could that mean? Yeah. Apparently a spirit has to be right there with you, standing <laughs> beside you. So we go to the construction mm-hmm. site. We see the hammer again with Lloyd and Jim beneath mm-hmm. while they shit talk Brandon. Yeah, they're like, we. I used to be best friends with Brandon until uh, some shit happened, and now we're not anymore. He tells Lloyd that he and Brandon used to be best friends. They grew up together uh, because Jim's parents were alcoholics. Mm-hmm. He didn't spend too much time at home, and they practically lived in the same house. But Brandon thinks Jim stole Linda from him, despite Jim not even knowing that they were together. Or they didn't even, he didn't even know they knew each other. Because by the time he came back from dropping Med out of medical school. school, he was just like, oh, you're a lady, let's hook up. <laughs> and then it turns out that they were, anyways, it's very complicated. Yes, and I need to talk about the age difference here. Okay. So, at uh, Tawny Katan, mm-hmm. 23, 24 when this was filmed. Okay. At uh, Mr. Todd Allen, 24 when this was filmed. Brandon, 35. There's a 10-year age difference between our lead characters that are supposed to all be the same age. That's such a strange decision. 
I don't even know what to say to that. That's yeah, weird. His IMDb is wild. One of the first, like the first sentence on his IMDb, I'm paraphrasing mm-hmm. here because I'm not actually looking at it, is something like, uh, whatever the fuck his name is, didn't didn't move out west for t- to find stardom. He actually moved here to become a monk. He was a yogi and he was studying the shram for years. Ashram for years. Before he fell into acting. Can you imagine the fucking audacity? <laughs> it's it's the early 80s. Uh, it's what, probably the late 70s. What am I going to do with my life? I'm going to join an ashram out west. Yeah, it definitely would have been like the early or late 70s. So this was... <laughs> he probably graduated high school like late 60s right and then was just like whoa why can't i graduate high school move out west to become a monk and then become a solidly employed actor of stage and screen it's not of every major soap opera so annoying (laughs) it's so annoying anyways so um the two guys lloyd and jim they're hanging out they're Oh, I don't want to go back to lunch. We're just lying on this pallets, having a good time. And then all of the sheetrock falls down on him and gets gets Lloyd, squishes him. It kills him dead. The hammer was a red herring, largely. These there's sneaky, sneaky people. There's blood everywhere, and everyone's sad. <laughs> so much blood. It's coming. It's lightly dusting his face. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, uh, back at the ranch, Linda's... Uh, talking on the board still and david's like oh uh hey remember that ring that you lost that diamond ring that you lost well have i got a location for where it is for you yeah, it's today in the bathroom sink drain mm-hmm. so she goes she gets get the old toolkit mm-hmm. and she takes off the s-bend and then i see okay they really try and set it up as if something's going to happen like she's gonna get sucked in or something if it was me i would completely remove that pipe the s-bend and then just dump it out and she instead gingerly like starts digging around in there with her finger until something bites her (laughs) so then she gets jim's toothbrush and uses that to fish it out instead gross weird choice she finds it Mm -hmm. and then she just puts his toothbrush back in the cabinet she doesn't even wash it no exactly that's rude well we know later on that this is due to sinister influences i'm sure Exactly. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> and then when she closes the medicine mm-hmm. cabinet, it's the old, oh, someone's standing behind her. But right it's just behind Jim her. looking sad. Jesus Christ, don't ever sneak up on me again. Fuck. Shit. Fuck. Ah, and he's like, whoa, 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 little lady. I've never you heard you say anything. Gosh and darn are the yeah. saltiest language he's ever heard her use. Where's this F-bomb coming from? <laughs> my dear like he's being super condescending to her and then she tells him about david helping Mm -hmm. her and he freaks out and finally tells her that lloyd died at Mm -hmm. work today and um she's like oh no if only i had known that before and she feels bad they do this from above swoop in shot of the board again and it really highlights how 80s their apartment is with all these primary colors and beiges very light colors and then all of the furniture is the well, like not all of it, but so much of it is heavy, like neoclassical, dark walnut, <laughs> like the sort of stuff you would find in a castle. It's 
awesome. And this swooping in camera mm-hmm. work is essentially spirit vision because yes. they use it every time we're seeing from the spirit's perspective swooping in mm-hmm. from corners and it zooms in on linda as she sleeps and, and she then she wakes, wakes up, up. she's intrigued at first she like smiles and then she gets immediately sick and starts puking uh-oh that's not good <laughs> but I, we already suspect that she has a life inside of yeah. her so maybe that's why at the funeral for Lloyd, Linda mm-hmm. wears this fedora and pinstripe trench dress thing where she sort of looks like a mix between Bugsy Malone and Apollo Abdul backup dancer. Oh, I was going to say it's like uh, Annie Hall goes to a funeral. That is also perfect. Uh, Lloyd's casket is covered in a beautiful spray of or, hot pink flowers. Like she should be playing a giant saxophone. Yes. Like a comically <laughs> oversized saxophone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like that. I don't know, it's a weird look. I love it. But it sort of comes back later. So it's probably, again, due to the influences. Because she's essentially wearing the same oh, outfit at the true, end, too. True, 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 true. So naturally, uh, this is the perfect spot to do it. Homicide Detective walks up and he's like, Oh, hey there, guys. I'm just your average goof. I'm also the bomb squad and like with something else. He loves <laughs> magic. I have to say that this is probably my least favorite part of the movie. This whole B, C storyline. Because it doesn't really make any sense why they would even begin to suspect, like, mm-hmm. to suspect foul play and Lloyd's death at the start. Like, they even preface the whole thing by saying it, like, doesn't make any sense. And Dewhurst thinks it's some sort of magic trick. You ever been to Vegas? No. Why? They got these two guys there. Sigmund and Roy. I mean, they are the best magicians I have ever seen, without doubt. I mean, they do some really amazing things. You know, there's only one thing I like better than seeing a good magic trick. It's trying to figure out how it was done. It's just, I feel like it's a really unnecessary plot point, and it didn't serve much of a point other than to be like a foil for Jim at certain weird parts throughout the movie. Like, the only reason I can think of is because a lot of bodies pile up, and... In reality, like people would be like, "Hey, why are there all these dead people?" But I, I mean, I guess he says the the ropes were cut with a hatchet. Yeah, but everyone on the job site had a hatchet. It's such a stretch. They were also best friends, <laughs> it seems. And we know there are plenty of people on that job site. I don't know. It's very bizarre. And he didn't even tell Linda that he was right beside him. Literally watched it happen. Yeah. And she didn't think it was, or he didn't think it was important. And she begins to suspect that it was David who had something to do with this or who is presenting himself to be David Mm -hmm, to her. mm -hmm. So she jumps right into asking on the board again, if David caused the accident and he says no, and he stops answering Mm -hmm. again and the phone rings. She answers it. It's Brandon asking why she didn't bring him the board. And uh, he starts shitting all over Jim again. He's never cried about anything. There's ice in his veins. He can't, he's, he doesn't donate to charity and he's mean to pets. Huge, big, dumb thing to say, honestly. Yes. Well, how's he taking it? Well, he's sleeping right now. That figures. Brandon, that's not even fair. Isn't it? Tell me, did he cry at the funeral? What? What? (laughs) Of course he's probably sleeping. 
He's probably in there crying to himself. That son of a bitch would be breathing and digesting whatever food's in his stomach right now. <laughs> it's so typical. Really bizarre. Um, uh, yeah, he sneaks up behind her again, and mm-hmm. she gets really mad. Because oh, the phone yeah. cuts out. Yeah, the phone cuts out just as Brandon's like, you haven't been using the, the board, have you? On your own. And uh, she starts swearing at him yep. again, and then she sort of breaks down and tells him that she's pregnant. I which... feel like I'm going crazy. You're just becoming a mother. He takes as an explanation to her behavior. And it's like a pseudo tender moment, but they're not looking into each other's faces. So she looks mm-hmm. comforted. And then he just sort of looks. He's doing the thousand yard stare. And she says like, I love you again. And he doesn't say He's just that. like staring into nothingness, <laughs> which is, I mean, not a good sign as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. But what do I, I agree know? with you. That night, things are misty again, mm-hmm. and Linda wanders the house in one of her classic dreams. She has a dream, and then classic Linda. As she enters one of the rooms, there's a casket on the floor with the with the board on top of it, and she there's an otherworldly wind and blowing then, her very luxurious oh yeah hair yes her trademark yes and then someone reaches out and tries to strangle her to death, <laughs> and then she wakes up. And she goes right back to the board. She tells it that she's returning it to Brandon. She's already made up her mind. Mm-hmm. It tells her no. She goes to the kitchen to look for food. And then a knife flips off the rack onto the floor. Mm-hmm. Gets tomato sauce spilled on it, which is very convenient. It looks like tomato blood. sauce is there. She runs to the door, but then it's locked. And she gets scared and she screams. Yep. Screaming, screaming. That's what I would do. At the construction site, mm-hmm. Brandon shows up to look for Jim. There's lots of cute boys, topless in denim. I also noticed her scream melds into like the whine of a table saw. Oh, does yeah. it? Nice. I didn't. I didn't pay attention to that. A lot of weird things in the movie like that. Where I was like, oh, they really, they paid attention to that detail for no reason. <laughs> uh, anyways, so yeah, there's a lot of shirtless dudes uh, wearing short shorts, which I'm sure and jeans, very full on denim jeans, super safe way to do your job. He Um, ends up finding Jim. mm -hmm. He asks him about Linda and whether she's been acting strangely because the spirits will trick her and whatever. And she hasn't been to classes. Has she been swearing? Any erratic behavior? And then I believe that at some point Jim is like, you know, that's all symptoms of being pregnant too. Yeah, he's like listing all of these symptoms. Uh, And then Jim tells her that she's pregnant because they're the exact same symptoms. Erratic behavior, swearing. Not going to classes. Brandon really Classic. nags and nags and nags about mm. progressive entrapment. All right, when someone uses a Ouija alone, like Linda, she's very susceptible to the spirits she contacts. And the wrong spirit will take advantage of this. At first, he'll be extremely helpful and friendly so that she's lured into using the board more and more. Pretty soon, all she wants to do is use the board. Everything else, like going to classes, becomes unimportant. This is called progressive entrapment. When she reaches this stage, the spirit changes. He starts to frighten and terrorize her, gradually breaking down her resistance. And once that's done, he's able to possess her. And so basically it's like a honeypot sort of situation like the exorcist right yeah. and which is why jim makes the joke so i'm living with linda blair yeah so the more you use the wit the witch board at first it seems like it's fun and helpful and then you come to depend on it and you get obsessed with it and then it starts scaring you and then it possesses you 
is like the Coles notes of it, <laughs> I think. It, that is exactly yeah. the Coles notes of it. And Brandon goes off on this whole tangent about how Jim doesn't love Linda. And they get interrupted by some dude telling them that Jim's got a call yeah. from his landlady, Mrs. Moses. He got a telegram, sir. Come and on now. it's Linda. She's really scared. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really know what's going on. So then Brandon brings over the best character in the entire movie. La Psychic. Zarabeth, the psychic. She's awesome. Whose head looks like a friggin' rainbow. <laughs> and and I will say, by today's standards, looks totally tame. In terms of like physical aesthetic, her clothes It's a look. Her clothes, I will say, are extremely new wave. <laughs> uh it is basically denim and fringe, and that's like ninety percent of this outfit is fringe and flare. It's like acid new wave. She's, yeah. She looks like a highlighter factory spilled all she's over. She's great. She cracks a bunch of jokes. They sit down to do this seance. Mm-hmm. Drops her psych little bit of psychic humor. <laughs> uh, bummer. I forgot my crystal ball. <laughs> Just a little psychic humor. I don't really have a crystal ball. <laughs> Should we hold hands or something? Nah. It's just in the vampire movies. <laughs> anyway, my nails are too grody. Brandon, or Jim, I should say, has the apartment set up with strings and bells all over the place and Very candles impressed. and a big thing of a bunch of like tall boy empty cans by the window for dramatic effects. <laughs> Perfect. He did a great job. So they sit down for the seance. She lights a candle that's very obviously not a candle mm-hmm. and just a prop for when the flames shoot up later. And... She goes into a trance. She starts talking like she's David or a small boy anyway. Yes. The spirit claims that it's in love with Linda. And she doesn't like Jim because he's cruel. (laughs) And then Brandon's like, no, you're the cruel one by scaring these kind people. It says goodbye, but then Linda stands up and goes crazy like crazy because she's starting to have doubts should i have done that he's just a little boy and like when he says goodbye like the flame shoots out of the candle all all the cans fall (laughs) over the string falls down it's perfect and then zarabeth wakes up like nothing ever happened yeah and she's like oh well uh time for you brandon to drive me home later cats she says that it was a Mondo ghost, and it was a good thing that the exorcist didn't, or exorcism didn't happen because it would have taken a lot out of her. Yeah. So she says, TTFN. TTFN? Uh, ta-ta for now. She and Brendan leave, and while they're on their way back to her house apartment, mm-hmm. she starts asking some questions about David because things didn't really seem to be adding up for her. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of the word malfader before? Malfeitor. It's Portuguese. It means someone evil. Why? Was David Portuguese? No, I don't think so. And he was only 10 years old? Yeah. Whoa. He must have taken some mega vitamins because he's a real toughie. <laughs> he drops her off and uh, she'll call him later because she thinks something is up she's got some investigating to and there's do. an ominous close-up of a sundial on her lawn her house looks completely normal from the inside mostly normal from or the outside i should say mostly normal from the inside too <laughs> other than her giant dice and cherub statuettes 
and stuff. She yeah. finds a thing in a book about a spooky dude, mm-hmm. and then it goes to spirit vision behind her, and she mm-hmm. gets chased up the stairs, locks herself in a room. Mm-hmm. There's a ghostly energy beating down the door, and then it stops, and she feels safe, which is something I don't really get in a lot of horror movies because if it stops, I feel like that's a good opportunity for you to also shut up. Especially if you're a psychic. Yeah. And you know that spirits are not constrained by the physical realm, such as doors. I guess it doesn't really matter, though, because then Malfader just appears in the room. Behind her, yeah. uh, Hits her with the axe, and she gets knocked out the window and uh, impaled on the sundial. Directly onto that sundial. Nothing like a good defenestration Mm -hmm. in a movie. Very virgin suicides. (laughs) Uh, and she dies and it sucks because she's basically innocent and she's the best character in the movie she's the only one with a personality Uh, Brandon wakes up to the news reports about her death too yeah he wakes up to her death news which is convenient uh, because he was waiting for her call and then he fell asleep he immediately goes over to Jim and Linda's and he tells Jim about Zarabeth's murder. Oh, he also checks the Ouija box and inside the Ouija box is the slate from the kitchen. Ha ha. She tricked him. Classic Linda. Ah, Linda. <laughs> Jim is uber skeptical mm-hmm. of everything despite literally everything that's going on, I guess. Mm-hmm. But Brandon is super certain that David is killing these people and is obsessed with Linda and the Ouija board was missing when he opened the box and he thinks Linda took it because she's so far deep into progressive entrapment. But she might not even need the board anymore because she might be the portal. Ah. Ah. And Brandon's going to go to Big Bear to check out the story from David because he's got to get the real poop. feels responsible for this whole thing. Yeah, he's got to figure out, you know... Is he real? Did he die there? Et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Everything moves very quickly in this movie. I will say that. Very, very quickly. And just as he leaves, Jim hears a scream. Oh, also the detective is eating oranges while watching the window. Oh my God, it made me so angry. Like, what's going to (laughs) happen? Oh, you've got to stake him out. Well, something does happen, right? Because he hears the scream and he goes to see her getting thrown around the room by psychic energies after she tries to use the board again. And then she gets knocked out when she gets slammed against the wall. Just as all the neighbors and the landlady come to the door and they're like looking in and he's like, you need to call the ambulance. And then he throws out the Ouija board and later at the hospital, the cop is juggling his oranges and shit. I fucking hate this guy, man. I know. So, uh, and he's like, you know, Zarabeth was murdered. Do you know her? Uh, she was, it matches the, the yes, slice exactly. from There's the rope. There's no way they would have been able to tell that, right? Isn't he the only, well, I think they might have been able to, but like I said before, like we, we know that this work site has plenty of these things at it because Lloyd had one too. I've literally never seen in one of our Forensic Files episodes where they can match the cut on a fabric or a rope mm, to the cut on an egg. That's true. That's very true. Well, there maybe would be he's... no way to tell anything about it from the rope. Like you couldn't tell the length. You know, that's so true. And you could tell the length of it from her neck, obviously. Or like features about it. Yeah. yeah. But from the rope, you wouldn't. Well, maybe he's doing that thing that cops sometimes just like lying. some cops like to do where they just lie and expect that you'll be like, oh no, he knows. I'm going to confess. 
Jim keeps rebuffing him, though, because mm-hmm. he got a D in manners. And he's angry. He throws away his juggling book. He's like, get out of here, you. <laughs> then the doctor comes in and... Uh, Tells Jim yeah. it was just a concussion. You were right. Because, oh, he you know was what? In he was in school. medical school. Yeah. Jesus Christ, He was Jim. Four, four credits short or whatever. That's so stupid. Why would you... Le- whatever. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna judge him for that. He also learns that Linda was never pregnant. She was never pregnant. What? Then it must be the spirits. Exactly. And so he goes to see her unconscious, mm-hmm. and he cries for the first time. Oh my Take god! Take that, Brandon. So he's gonna, he goes to Brandon's house afterwards, and is like, "I'm coming with you to Big Bear." And then it's a buddy road trip movie. Mm-hmm. They're in Brandon's awesome cherry convertible. Going down the highway. He's a roadster. Yeah, man. Uh, and but they're like, David died in a boat explosion. So let's go to the library and read the <laughs> read the literature. And they f- they discover that David did indeed die in a boat explosion or a bo- boat explosion. So they decide to try and find his parents by mm-hmm. looking in the phone book, but they aren't in there. What? So they make. The next logical jump to go to the cemetery to see if their number is on an invoice or something. Mm-hmm. But by the time they get there, it is nighttime and everything's closed. The two of them hop the fence, despite Brandon having bad feelings about it. There's lots and lots of that classic night smoke. Gotta gotta say, I well, I guess this is California, so maybe it's smog. <laughs> maybe it's rolling down off the Hollywood Hills. Exactly. Um, but uh, they try to say that this is Northern California. But it's quite obviously Los Angeles. I don't know. Uh, they, Brandon's like running blindly through the smoke, and you just see his flashlight just suspended in the air. The light, <laughs> you can't even see him. The fog is so thick. Air pollution, you spooky mm-hmm. son of a bitch. And then Jim does what he seemingly does best, other than diagnose concussions. Sneaking up out of nowhere? Yeah, sneaking up out of nowhere and scaring the shit out of people, which he does. And they find the graves of David's parents, who both died on the same day two weeks earlier. Which they never clarify why that is of any importance. Well, see, what I thought was Malfador probably killed them. In- Two weeks ago? Anticipating this meeting. Because I'm assuming that this is taking place over the course of, like, a while. A week. Hmm. Because uh, Brandon says that Linda hasn't been to class all week. Oh. It's a plot hole. The other thing I noticed was that if they had died two weeks ago, why would their names not be in the phone book? True. Unless they paid to have them. Uh, whatever. I don't know. So who knows? Uh, Maybe it is supposed to take place over two weeks. Who the hell knows? They don't do a good job of explaining it. I'm going to blame it all on them. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, so we know that they can't reference check this whole thing with david's parents yeah they, they can't go to the parents of a dead 10 year old and say hey why is your dead 10 year old's ghost <laughs> fucking up my girlfriend's life you know because i'm sure they would have been like well you know there's a lot of reasons first he hated redheads <laughs> second of all like really what, what did you expect and whatever so they're at the hotel two yeah. beds for some reason they <laughs> they have their friendship talk about why they aren't pals anymore mm-hmm. And they love having conversations where one of them has a loose flowing shirt open and I'm here for it. These two should probably just realize that they're in love with each other. And, or, I mean, just do a fucking thruple. 
This is the 80s. Oh, that's so true. I hadn't thought of that. But I guess it would be hard for Jim because he is barely, he can't even say I love you to one partner. Yeah, let alone alone two. (laughs) Whereas I was just like, fuck, just that fucking Mel Fader have, what's her face? Yeah, you two two stay here in Big Bear. (laughs) Save yourselves a lot of trouble. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so Jim is afraid that he'll never love anybody mm-hmm. and all those other standard flawed protagonist things. And Brandon is like, every time I see you, her with you, I just go crazy because I still love her. What does she see in you that she didn't see in me? I make her laugh. So did I. Yeah. But only in the bedroom. And they laugh. <laughs> Because they they're in the laugh. bedroom. Do you get it? They're in the bedroom too. Oh. They're laughing in the bedroom. I didn't get that. Hilarious. <laughs> oh, uh, this movie. <laughs> back with Linda. She wakes up in the hospital. She throws on her flowing nightgown robe that she loves so much and, and she brought the whole her. entire yep. movie. Well, she probably didn't bring it with her because it's a dream, right? Oh, it's a dream. Yeah, yeah that's true. I she forgot. starts wandering the halls completely after a child's dead. voice. There's no one in this hospital but her. And she turns around and there's a scary malfader there with an axe and he cuts her head off and she wakes up apparently for the stunt this is indeed a real axe that was used and it's just someone like ducking with a styrofoam head on that seems dangerous does something i noticed in this movie is that malfader really doesn't get much screen time you know what i mean that's for sure That actor, uh, I think his name is J. It's either J. B. or J. P. Mm-hmm. Lubson. He's just a photographer. He doesn't really uh, act. Or I guess. Anything. I guess had a few roles. Sort of makes sense. Just like in The Exorcist, you don't really see very many examples of like the face. That is a great point, actually. But regardless, and other things, uh, she she wakes up screaming, and we go back to the fellas, uh, the boys. They're at your local Big Bear witchcraft yeah, store. They buy yet another Ouija board, but this one's a little bit more like '80s. You know what I mean? And yeah, it has that fake marbling, sort of like a one of those notebooks. Yeah, and the planchette is this like black, glittery, like <laughs> abstract shape. At one point, we definitely had a kitchen counter that had a similar sort of like <laughs> pattern yeah, to it yeah. or something. I think, I think, or maybe like a border. One a of my, border. one of my assigned apartments had that. I think I don't remember too well though. But anyways, <laughs> uh, so uh, the they... theory that they have is that they the spirit can't hurt Linda because she's asleep. Yes, despite the fact that it's been proving to us that it is invading her dreams and waking her up. Yeah. But I guess they don't know that. And also, yeah, how do you know that she's definitely sedated? And, and she isn't because she checks during, herself out of the hospital. It's, it's in the middle of the fucking day. You don't stay sedated for a concussion, Mr. Medical School. Whatever. Anyways, so yeah. they are... They go, go, they go to the lake and mm-hmm. they ask David why he's terrorizing Linda. He says he isn't and it's mm-hmm. something E-V-I-L... Which stands for evil. And then Brandon asks if it was him at Jim's party who flattened his tire. Uh, it was. He he did all of that mm-hmm. crap, but he didn't do any of the killings. And it wasn't him speaking through Zarabeth. It was evil. Evil. Mm-hmm. So it was a powerful evil spirit named Malfador. Yeah, because Brandon's like, was it Malfador? And he's like, yes, he's her. H-E-R. E. Here! Malfader is here. 
can't be. That would mean that... Except he meant to say here. And then just Malfader was waiting for that exact, exact dramatic moment to cut. He loves cutting strings and stuff, eh? These boy barrel things. And they, they go down and they knock they knock Jim out on the deck and they push Brandon into the water. And then the spirit zooms in when Brandon gets out of the water and uh, hits him right in the forehead with the hammer axe. And that's mm-hmm. a wrap on Brandon. Later, Made dude. it to like the last 10 minutes of the movie. Anyway. Really sucks. I felt bad for him. One. He was kind of a wang. He was, but it was like one of those like, oh, <laughs> poor little rich. And, but, and like they had reconciled, which made it sad. But the thing that really was just like, where did this axe come from? Does he bring it with him? He does, I think, because it's this, it's Jim's thing every time. From a fucking pocket dimension. I guess. Can you imagine this, like, hammer axe just speeding down the interstate on its way to Big Bear behind them? <laughs> Maybe it snuck itself in Brandon's uh, car or something. Who, <laughs> I truly, who knows? I, I don't, I, I have no Jim, idea. Jim wakes up and he's like, where's Brandon? And then he finds the body and he cries. So I guess it really shows how he felt about Lloyd. Yeah, because he, he didn't care. even cry about Lloyd. That's true. Well, I guess Lloyd wasn't like a brother to him that he had grown That's up. That's true. And you know they probably like kissed or something <laughs> at some point as kids. Anyways, Linda fishes the board out of the garbage mm. as obviously she would. <laughs> I love this. She waited until the night. She got home in the middle of the day, as evidenced by when she leaves the hospital. But she waits until the cover of darkness <laughs> to retrieve the witch board from the trash. David, where are you? David, what have you done with Jim? David, answer me, goddammit. In Big Bear, Jim goes back to the witch store mm-hmm. to learn more about Malfador. From the hot, like, The hey, biker, hey. biker chick witch. She's awesome. Carlos Malfador was a fairly notorious mass murderer in his day. He killed nine people, chopped them all up with an axe. Whatever happened to him, is he still alive? No, the police finally caught up to him around 1930. Shot him down in his own home. <laughs> and he's just like, well, where's the more information about this Malfader character? And she's like, you, obviously, this isn't a book about him. You, like, he's on exactly, one page. Yeah. <laughs> Same book that Zarabeth had. Yeah, and she's like, oh, uh, look, here's his house. And it's their apartment. Ah. Malfador, a serial killer, killed nine people, and then the cops shot him to death in his apartment, which is their apartment. Uh Uh-oh. He calls the hospital to talk to Linda, but she isn't there because she's doing the only logical thing Mm -hmm. when she thinks her boyfriend has totally disappeared and she's been attacked multiple times by entities in her home. And that is to take a sexy shower. In the home where she was attacked by multiple entities? Well, I guess it's not a sexy shower. She's literally just taking a shower. Yeah, it's not sexual. You're right. It's not sexualized like so many of the other movies. The second she gets in there, uh, the boiling hot water turns on, and she's locked in. It's like one of those glass sliding shower yeah. deals. So she's trapped in there, getting she roasted. grabs her towel, wraps it around her arm, and mm-hmm. she smashes the glass. Which, I know we discussed this earlier, seems like a very expensive way of solving this problem. <laughs> and dangerous. Well, by the end, their apartment is so total that it doesn't even really matter, right? Yeah, that's right? very true. It's very true. So she smashes her way out. Uh, she's but now she's locked in her apartment. Exactly, just like every other time she's been scared and tried to get away. Oh no! If only there are windows. She, she finds the Ouija board underneath mm-hmm. her 
robe and then she sees Malfader and he screams and he screams ah. and then it's the next day. Jim is speeding home under the cover of darkness and he arrives in the day. His apartment, as you said, absolute shambles. And, you know, usually when this happens in a movie, it's just like messed up. But like, I want to say every piece of furniture in this apartment has been broken up. Except for the one that the cop gets knocked into. Oh, that's true. That's very true. But then it gets broken. And then like the wallpaper is like ripped down. For, like he spent, yeah, there's axe marks in the wall. Spent some time really going to town on this apartment. I feel really <laughs> bad for the landlady. Oh boy. Um, yeah. So <laughs> Linda attacks him while wearing her best Malfader drag. She's strangling him. She's um, going purple. He punches her, which does nothing. Mm-hmm. And then he grabs a letter opener. Initially can't bring himself to stab mm-hmm. her. Then he tells her that he loves her, so she snaps out of it. So, see, withholding that was for the better all along. Yeah, it was. But then he's like, just kidding. I'm Malfader. I was tricking you. It's not that easy. You're a stupid idiot. And then uh, he stabs her in the leg. Mm -hmm. Finally, fucking Dewhurst, who I guess has been... Detective poor timing. Fucking jerking off in his car while... The uh, entire apartment's destroyed? I guess. I don't know. You would think this probably would have been where he would have gone. Pretty annoying to me. Uh, But just as as Jim stabs her and he's like, you gotta get off of her, sir. You killed her. And he goes to help Linda. Mm -hmm. But then she hits him with a fire poker into the display case. Which is destroyed. And then... uh, Jim grabs the gun. Yeah, and uh, Malfader is like, Oh, you ignorant idiot. You haven't figured it out yet, have you, James? You're the portal, not Linda. You're the one I opened. You're the one I terrorized by torturing Linda and by killing your friends. Linda's mine as long as you live. Bullshit. Bullshit, you tried to kill me. No. Just to scare you. You're the portal, James. You wanna save Linda? That's right. You got the means right there in your hands. Go ahead, James. Close the portal. Uh, she's not the portal. You're the portal, and I've been torturing you by killing all of your friends and destroying your apartment and hurting your girlfriends. And so the only way to save Linda is to kill himself or something. So he puts a gun to his head, but then Linda snaps out of it and tells him not to do it. Mm -hmm. So instead, he decides to shoot the Ouija board a bunch of times, and then Linda knocks him out the window. There's a crazy shot of him falling onto a car. Yeah, Linda slash Malfador. Yeah. And like the, the Ouija board is like flying of its own free will around <laughs> as it's getting shot. Terrible effects. Uh, hey, man, you do what you can with what you can. Uh, and then it's like, oh, my gosh, he's fallen out of the window onto this car Good very slowly. Service. Is he dead? Is this a f- funeral for him? But no, it's uh, just a wedding, not a funeral. Yeah, they're having a wedding. His neck is still in a brace from falling out of the window and stuff. It, well, it couldn't have been too long because then it shows Mrs. Moses cleaning oh, up true. the apartment and it's still exactly as it was. 
and they find the board and this mm-hmm. is Moses is like, wonder if it still works. And then it zooms in on yes before really underscoring it by having the planchette also move to say yes. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I don't know. I like this movie. I think it's um, I like it too, a fun a little lot. time capsule. I don't think it's very good. I uh, wish it falls was... short in a lot of ways. Can I tell you parts of it reminded me of Hereditary? Referentially. Sorry, I'm making a face. Yes, referentially. Like the the psychic and like I mean like in terms of beats, maybe. Okay. Like obviously not in terms of impact or outcome or anything like that. And I was like, man, I just wish this was just like a little more, well, like a lot more sophisticated and... It needed a better script. Oh my gosh. It could have been very creepy and spooky. Used a lot of the same music cues as Night of the Demons as well. Oh, interesting. Um, So is progressive entrapment like uh, a thing about abusive relationships? Um, I have never heard that term before in my life. Apparently it is uh, like in The Exorcist. Like, because she gets progressively yes. entrapped. I don't know if they call it that in The Exorcist, but I, yeah, that's exactly what happens in The Exorcist. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's fun. I like Tawny Katan. I yeah, like, man. I think Todd great. Allen was good. None of the acting None was of the acting bad. Was bad. It was just like, no. oh, I really, I don't know. And it looked good. Pretty good. Considering the yeah. time and the limitations, it was dark at times. I thought, yeah. but that could honestly just be the Blu-ray transfer. Oh man, these movies in Blu-ray quality look fantastic. We watch. You still get the grain. A we watch bit. some of the worst movies ever, but in Blu-ray, they're <laughs> so like you look at them and you're like, yeah, you know what I mean. I know they're so much better than sh- like shitty movies today because uh, like the digital just doesn't look. No matter what, it doesn't look as nice. And there's. You can get away with more. I, feel I like. don't know what it was. There's that soul that those old yeah, movies have. Yeah, it's like an honestness. Because mm-hmm. you know it took a lot of effort, whereas now you can like film it on your iPhone. So That's you true. don't have to take the like extra effort. Not, Not to, to say that there aren't good ones made, because obviously there are some, but it's I don't know. Like, it's the, the bar for entry is a lot lower, Indeed. and therefore a lot more of the product is not as good. Yeah. So for our Six Degrees of Jamie mm-hmm. Lee... We've got Tawny Catan, who is in Malibu with Troy Donahue, mm-hmm. who is in Grandview, USA with Jamie Lee Curtis. Whoa! Amazing. Yeah. Do you have any fun facts about I this do. movie? I do. So like I was saying before, Kevin Tenney was inspired to write the movie based around a Ouija board when mm-hmm. he began to look into the concept of progressive entrapment, which was lightly mentioned in The Exorcist. Um, he started writing the script when he was a student at USC and based some of the elements on quote unquote real incidents he'd heard of while researching <laughs> the script. Okay. He totally Mary sued the character of Jim. It's based after himself. Uh, he and his brother had worked in construction before oh, moving yeah. to LA. Mm-hmm. It seems like it was truly an example of people, you know, because his friend had dropped out of university and got a job at a commodities firm where the owner was getting bored of commodities. So How when his friend pork, mentioned pork the script to his boss, uh, Tenny was given the opportunity to pitch the film oh, nice. and ultimately got it financed. So then in order to begin shooting the film, much like Jim had to drop out of medical school, mm-hmm. Tenny had to drop out of uh, his master's program. Hmm. So in terms of casting... Todd Allen, again, totally Mary Sued, yep. was cast because Tenny loved him and made him laugh and reminded him of himself. Wanted to kiss him. Uh, 
he considered Tawny Catan the uh, ideal for the role of Linda because this is just yep. saying it as direct it is quote. here. Yep. Uh, not a direct quote. I don't oh. want to say that. Okay. Uh, everyone at his office, who were all dudes, noticed her the most. And uh, J.P. Lubson, who is mm-hmm. cast as Malfador, uh, he was cast after meeting Tenny at a July 4th party. Nice. Well, he's barely in it, so. Yeah. It was originally titled Ouija mm-hmm. and shot in 1985. The filmmakers discovered that Parker Brothers didn't own the title, so they were told that they couldn't use Ouija as a title. Mm. Uh, say it in the film, even though they did. Or use a Parker Brothers board. So they had already shot using the board and had to put up a 50,000 bond to prevent litigation. Yikes. So they switched the title to Witchboard and paid the bond so they could use the early footage with the Ouija board. And then that's why they used like a different one Uh, for when they're at the lake and stuff. Interesting. So there is some stuff that they talk about that is a little sus, to be honest. It yeah, was like tell a me little about bit it. Sus. So apparently the shower scene was very difficult for Tawny Katan because she didn't trust Tenny or the crew to shoot the scene. Ooh, okay. But she trusted the cinematographer to do it because he had a wedding ring on. And so she got more comfortable when they cleared the set, which was apparently a big drama because they kicked all the men off the set. I feel bad for her because why would she ask for that unless... Right? I don't know. They also pulled a quote-unquote prank on her. Oh. (laughs) Where they made her think her dog had been run over by the prop truck by putting a prop with similar hair in the road. You can't see my face right now. And they would rock her trailer back and forth. Fuck these people. And then something else, because she was dating O.J. Simpson at the time. Okay. And he would, like, call with different code names, so they would, like, fuck with that or something. I can definitely understand why she didn't want to shoot a nude scene with them in the room, <laughs> then, because that sounds, like, not fun for her. Definitely not. I don't, I don't know. Don't get it, then. It got a limited release on New Year's Eve 1986, mm-hmm. and... Then it was picked up by distributors and got a full release on Friday, March 13th, 1987. It made $2.7 in its opening weekend and ended up with a final gross of $7.3 million. So nice. it was a pretty big financial Especially success. Especially for 86. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Commodities must have been very happy about that. <laughs> must have been. I wonder if it was... I should have looked. It was probably the same because uh, Night of the Demons was the next year. Mm. So it was probably like this movie got him that movie wow night of the demons much better than this movie fantastic but a lot of the same stuff right like the swooping demon shots and i like them i like them a lot i thought they were really good so (laughs) i don't know great movie uh if you want to kill however long this movie is one hour and 38 minutes yeah and uh highly recommend the blu-ray version because you see everything yes beautiful detail definitely worth it i don't know a very a fun little romp through the eighties. Ghost and possession Parker brothers. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you. We do really appreciate it. We will be back next week as far as we know. Mm-hmm. We'll let everyone know if something should change, but we don't oh expect it to happen. If I get another job. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, so you can follow us on social media. Mm-hmm. 
at definitely first blood on Instagram, def first blood on Twitter, email us definitely first blood at gmail.com. Rate and review us, blah blah blah. Have a good time. And Goodbye. Keep, keep being the best because we love you. Bye. Later. Bye.